On this episode of the B-Side, we're going to be discussing spiritual disciplines. Welcome to the B-Side, a Blessed Hope podcast where we turn over the sermon notes and answer those lingering questions. Hey everybody, I'm Vince and I'm here with Pastor Matt as always and I'm pretty jazzed about talking about spiritual disciplines, but um, we have been working and uh, thinking about who we would like to invite to our podcast so that you don't have to just hear from us all the time, that we can get some other people um, to, to talk about um, some things that they have a particular um, interest in or a, a expertise in. So be looking for that. Yeah, there's good stuff coming. I think we always have good things to talk about, but it'll be fun to get some other voices in here and, and uh, uh, to let people hear from them. And so looking forward to that over the next few weeks. So we're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines. And I think this is one, anytime you put discipline in any sentence or phrase, there's going to be a, a, a large amount of people that are going to kind of like take a step back and be like, what? what? I, mm, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, here's the thing. We get the word discipline. We understand the word discipline. We know that anything good takes discipline. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, accomplishing anything takes discipline. Uh, you want to be a good baseball player. You have to discipline yourself and work hard and practice. You want to mm-hmm. play football. Well, then guess what? You've got to be disciplined and get in the weight room and, and make it work. You want to got to get your uh, pads sweaty. <laughs> you got to get your pads sweaty and smelly, probably. You want to, you, you know, you want to to get fit. You've got to discipline yourself when it comes to food. You want to get your advanced degree. You've got to discipline yourself and and get back to school and manage your time well. And so we understand the idea of discipline well, but rightly so, we understand that discipline equals a cost. And so when we say something like spiritual disciplines, right away people's, um, you know, the, the hair on their neck stands up a little bit because I think we know just inherently, just by the term, that if we do it right, yeah. then it's going to cost. Yeah, I just kind of have an image of a, like a sweaty soul <laughs> trying to get in shape. Sure, why not? I don't know, that's really funny to me for some reason. <laughs> Fair enough. It's like inside of me, there's a sweaty Vince soul that's just huffing. Just, not another flight up the stairs, Vince. Yeah, just one more set, right? They said that three sets ago. But I think, I, I think the thing about spiritual disciplines is it's the same as any other kind of discipline. When we know that we want to grow in something or change in something or develop in something, then we should be you know, we, we should understand that it's going to cost us something, that it mm-hmm. needs to, that, that it, if we're going to develop a habit or a discipline, or if we're going to develop something, that, that it'll cost us on the front end so that we can mm-hmm. reap the benefits on the back end. And, and that's just good common sense. Yeah. I think one of the, an objection, that's not necessarily a good one, but some people's objection is like, oh, spirit this, the spirit is, is spontaneous and in the moment. And so uh, it doesn't make sense to me that I, I'm going to do these disciplined or regimented uh, habitual things um, when the spirit is supposed to be spontaneous. All right. Can, can I say something that maybe is a little callous? No, yeah, go ahead. That's dumb. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, listen, the Spirit is spontaneous, and the Spirit moves in spontaneous ways. Or if we want to go you too, mm-hmm. um, the Spirit moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> uh, whatever, I grew up in the 90s. Um, but, but the idea being here that while the Spirit may move in these spontaneous ways, that it is for us to engage the Spirit and to be prepared to follow the Spirit in the spontaneous ways that the Spirit leads, mm-hmm. we have got to be disciplined to hear from the Spirit, to be yeah. in tune with the Spirit. And I think, um, honestly, it's just a cop-out for people that are like, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to study. I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time in prayer. I don't want to do those things because, mm-hmm. because I just want to be spontaneous and I want to just go in the moment. Like, man, that's just lazy, and I don't think you're kidding anybody. Yeah, I, I just read a quote, quote just a little bit ago from a guy who's like, hey, spiritual disciplines are those things that you do in the normal time of life so that when life is not normal anymore, there's a crisis, it's, it's hectic, that you, you have the spiritual depth to handle it. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, the thing is, I have met a lot, a lot of Christians in my life, especially as a pastor here in the last four and a half years, mm-hmm. and, and as an elder for eight years before that. I, you know, I mean, I, I've got a lot of experience with church people. Mm-hmm. And there is the occasional church person who would say, you know what, I'm good. I don't want to grow yeah. in my faith. I've got as much of God as I want. I'm all set. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's the rare person there. And that's, got, that's its own set of problems over there. Right. But for, for most Christians that I've talked to or that I meet with or that I've counseled or that I've had conversations with, they'll always tell you, yeah, I, I, I want to grow deeper in my relationship mm-hmm. with God. I want to grow to be more like Jesus. I want to be more useful for the kingdom. I mean, nobody becomes a Christian thinking, I just want to be lackluster at this. Yeah. You know, we know we want to be more and we want to be better. The question, though, is are we willing to pay the cost right, to right. get it done? And, and so sometimes I think we do ourselves a disservice, too, because we try to sugarcoat spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, they're not that big of a deal. It's not as bad as it sounds. Or, it's like know, a voluntary opt-in. Right. Like, no, 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 man, this is part of how you engage the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. This is how you do Christian discipleship. If you want to be a Christian that gets after it, that makes a difference in the world, that, that has an impact in um, this life that we live in, and then for all of eternity, then you know what? Spiritual disciplines are a must. Yeah. So one of the questions that I think is very simple is, okay, where, where do these come from? Are, are, did, we, did people just make them up? What, where do the spiritual disciplines come from? Yeah, well, I mean, I, sure, people make them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, we, we find some of them in Scripture, mm-hmm. uh, some of them directly in Scripture, some of them are alluded to in Scripture, and then some are things that people have done over the course of history mm-hmm. that we can look at and say, wow, you know, that makes great sense. That helps us grow, and right. other people engage in it. Like, I mean, there are spiritual disciplines that might work for you, Vince, that won't work for me. Right. Um, but then there are some things that you might do, and I might look at you do that and say, wow, that's really going to help me grow deeper. Mm-hmm. A, a spiritual discipline is really just anything that helps me grow deeper in my relationship with God and helps me walk the path of Christian discipleship. Right. And so, I, I mean, Jesus practiced spiritual disciplines. Yeah. I mean, he went off frequently by himself to pray. Yeah. Uh, we know that he was a student of the scriptures, meaning mm-hmm. he spent time in the word. 
Um, and and uh, we know that he celebrated. We know that he fasted. Mm-hmm. Those are all spiritual disciplines yeah. that we can be confident Jesus practiced. And so if we're looking for some spiritual disciplines to do, well, man, I, maybe we should start with doing some of the stuff that Jesus did. Yeah, and, and I think uh, some of the early church fathers, church monastics, the, the, the guys who were kind of like, hey, I'm, my purpose in life is to cut things away and, and to study with God. Uh, I, I think of St. Anthony who lived in e- the Egyptian area and he had this large inheritance and he got rid of it all and went into the desert. Well, if you're in the desert and you have God's word, you're, you're going to do some spiritual disciplines. Uh, right. You, gotta, you have time to kill. That's all you've got, right? <laughs> well, and that's the thing too is, I mean, one of the reasons why spiritual disciplines are so hard for us, I mean, let's be honest, um, like, like disciplining yourself physically is difficult for a lot of people. Like, I have mm-hmm. trouble disciplining myself physically. You have to get up early. You have to exercise. You have to work out. Mm-hmm. You have to get on the treadmill. You have to go for, for runs. You have to hit the weights or whatever it takes. Yeah. But spiritual disciplines take, take a different kind of... Energy. Yeah. This, this, because oftentimes, uh, it, it just takes the, the... It takes this discipline of commitment, yeah. To say, okay, I'm doing that. And yes, I'm not going to be physically exhausted by the time I'm done, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be exhausted in a different kind of a way. And I'm going um, to really um, kind of give up some of the things. And, and, and part of what happens is our schedules are so full mm-hmm. that I think it's difficult for us to, I mean, when we think about finding time daily or weekly to do some of these kinds of things, I think we we panic to a degree yeah. because for a lot of us, especially with kids, we haven't built in any margin Mm -hmm. for us to engage spiritually with the God of the universe. We are so jam packed full of uh, baseball games and, and camping trips and shopping trips and vacations and uh, dinners and nights out and, um, all of these things that we kind of lump in, and they're all good things. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with any of those. But when our schedule is overfilled with good things, we don't have time for the best things. And so I think we kind of panic when somebody says, hey, you need to engage in spiritual disciplines because we're like, man, there's no time for it. Right. It really makes you think about Paul when he's talking about marriage and, and singleness and um, just interesting. So uh, I think it would be, we could talk about why they're important and all that, but I think it would be helpful for us to kind of go through uh, what are some of the ones that we practice and maybe um, some other ones that we are, that we don't necessarily actively practice, but are, are good for other people. Uh, yeah. So, so what are, what, what's one of your, your main ones? You know what? Uh, one of, one of the main spiritual disciplines that I practice um, is prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it sounds trite, you're like, oh, I pray. Um, but I think, you know, for, for people listening, I, I think there's a good thing for you to understand here, and that that is, there are, are multiple ways to pray. Right. Um, and there are multiple ways that we can engage the God of the universe um, and, and develop a relationship with him through prayer. And I know the prayer that most of us are used to is kind of the fast, simple um, grace prayers, 
that yep. we might say before dinner, mm-hmm. um, or the bedtime prayers that we might say with our kids before bed. And those are great. We should say grace before, but before we sit down to eat dinner, we should, we should thank God for the provision that he's given us. And before our kids go down to sleep at night, we should thank God for our kids and, and pray protection on them and teach them how to model uh, prayers mm-hmm. of thankfulness for God. But, but when I talk about the spiritual discipline of prayer, I'm talking about um, intimate, longer times mm-hmm. that are just God and I. Yeah. And I think, you know, oftentimes, I mean, every day I'm praying for my wife and my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I'm always praying um, for my wife and my kids. And um, that's a constant daily thing. But then one of the things I like to do is then other days of the week, I like to rotate some other things in there because I could, honestly, I could pray all day Mm-hmm. and not have finished my list. So I know that, you know, I can trust God that if I tell him in prayer on Monday, yeah. and then I'm praying about something else on Tuesday, yeah. he hasn't forgotten my Monday prayer. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want God to hear about my wife and my kids every day. So I bring them to his throne every mm-hmm. day. Um, but then there are other things that, that I just kind of rotate through. But um, I, I love to pray. I pray for the church. Um, you know, almost every day, just different parts. You know, one day is I spend time praying for the elders and their families mm-hmm. uh, and for the staff here. Um, other days, I, I, I pray for some of the ministries that we have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, other days, I, I pray for, um, you know, the finances of the church or different things. Um, and so that kind of works its way through. Uh, and, and oftentimes, I'm praying for my small group. Um, or I'm praying for uh, people from small group in cycles past that I, I don't yeah. want to forget about. And a lot of times my prayer takes the form of intercession. Yeah. Uh, and the idea of intercession is when we stand in the gap for someone else. Mm. Uh, when I um, pray to God and I bring people up to God and kids and adults and families and I bring them to God and I say, you know what, God, Um, I don't know if they're praying right now. I hope they are, but on their behalf, I want to stand here and wrestle with you for them in their situation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great spiritual discipline to engage in intercessory prayer. It's it's one of my favorite ways to engage God because Mm -hmm. he knows what I need. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he's not going to withhold what I need because I'm praying for and about other people. Mm -hmm. So in the same vein of, of prayer, uh, I really enjoy prayer walking slash prayer hiking slash prayer mowing the yard. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that for me, that's just one of those things where it's like, you know, walk around Vinton and pray for people's houses. You know, if I know where you live and I'm walking around town and I pass your house, I, I'm going to say a prayer for you. Um, if I'm hiking in the woods, I'm going to be praying to God. And um, usually when I'm in the woods, I'm, I'm listening yeah. For God. Uh, oh, it, it, man, yeah. that's a spiritual discipline all yeah. in and of itself, right? To, to be quiet mm-hmm. um, enough to listen to what God puts yeah, in your heart. That, that's hard. And uh, I'm mowing the yard anyway. It's going to take me an hour. I might as well pray. Yeah, um, well, it's a great attitude to have, right? You yeah. know, so, so I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this because um, this is a church podcast, but, but one, of my, one of my favorite times to be quiet and just listen to God, sometimes pray, but mm-hmm. oftentimes just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, is when I sit on my front porch mm-hmm. and I smoke a cigar or, yeah. or I have my pipe, you know, and that's about once a week mm-hmm. that I go out there and, and I have my pipe or I smoke a cigar if my wife's been kind enough to buy me one <laughs> uh, when she was in town and, and just sit there and, and just be quiet yeah. and just meditate. Uh, and sometimes I'm praying, 
Sometimes I'm, I'm singing songs in my head, uh, maybe quietly uh, to myself, and oftentimes I'm just sitting there silently, uh, but it's just a chance for me to have God tell me or talk yeah. to me. You know, I, I can honestly say this, that in those times, I feel like I have heard from God mm-hmm. frequently. I've never heard the audible voice of God, right, right. but I've heard from God frequently in those mm-hmm. times of quiet. Yeah, so uh, what, what's another one of, of yours? Yeah, you know what? I think devotions, Yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I got that I get, on mine too. Okay, I was going to say, do I get to take the simple ones? I'm like, well, prayer and reading the Bible. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think, you know, reading the Bible is so critically important because those are God's words. Mm-hmm. If we really understand what the Bible is and we understand that the Bible is the inerrant, inspired Word of God, that is, um, that John 1 kind of stuff, that in the mm-hmm. beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and now, yeah. right, the Word has become flesh, mm-hmm. and now the Word is here for us to pour through mm-hmm. by the power of the Holy Spirit. And like, I mean, these are God's words to us, mm-hmm. and, and the Bible tells us they're not old and dead words, right. but they're living and active, and they have the power to do something in your life. And so, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. read it. Yeah, uh, And I think sometimes people get so bogged down because they think when they read the Bible that the only right way to do it is with a highlighter and a pen, and they've got to read it, and they've mm-hmm. got to tear it all apart. And you know what? That's fine. That's, I call that like really this, this inductive Bible study. Yeah. I shouldn't say I call that. That's what people call that. Mm-hmm. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> uh, but that's inductive Bible study, and that's good, and it's important, and we should do that. But I think what's Sometimes what's lost in that is, you know what? I'm just going to sit and I'm going to read. Yeah. And I don't have to underline. I don't have to highlight. I don't have to go back and read three times. I'm just immersing myself in this word. Yeah. That's why I like to start my day with Proverbs. I yeah. Mean, that's just so like, all right, I'm going to read a chapter of Proverbs and I got a bunch of crunchy nuggets to chew on for the rest of the day. One of the things that we used to tell people, and it's, I mean, it's always good truth, is, you know, if you read five Psalms mm-hmm. and one proverb every day, Mm. then in one month, you've read the book of Proverbs and you've read the book of Psalms. Right. Um, and so there is, there is just nothing better than, than kind of mm-hmm. working through that. But I think, you know, so, so serious Bible study is great, but I think for me, I honestly do that maybe once or twice a week where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to tear apart this passage and right. I'm going to really work through it. Most of my Bible study um, time spent outside of the office mm-hmm. is just reading. Yeah. Just for the pleasure of being with my Heavenly Father. Just mm-hmm. reading and being mm-hmm. in His presence is, is really what I'm after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, another one for me that maybe a lot of people don't do this one, but I think most people do this right before they go to sleep anyway without mm-hmm. really realizing it, and that's, that's examine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like to take some time. It, sometimes it's, you know, hey, I have not, it's not been a good day so far, so 12 o'clock or maybe 10 o'clock, <laughs> depending on the day. Um, but usually it, it, it's very simple. It's, I'm going to slow down, I'm going to breathe, I'm going to pray, and ask God to be present. And then, hey, God, bring a moment of, of godly joy that happened today to my mind. And just let it be. Don't, don't judge it. Don't, just let it be. And then, hey, God, where's a time where I blew it or there was brokenness? Or, and, and just let that be as well and then confess it. And then just the simple prayer after that is, help me get after it, you know? 
Yeah, and I think, you know, you're, you're talking about that just time of examine that mm-hmm. happens for you as you lay down mm-hmm. for the night. And I think you're right. A, a lot of people, um, some people can put their, my wife, she can put her head on the pillow and she is out instantly, <laughs> yeah. right? It is, a, it is a, a, a gift how quickly she's able <laughs> to fall asleep. But oftentimes I lay there and, and I unwind. Mm-hmm. And you know what I end up doing? Sometimes I end up falling asleep to the TV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not wrong, mm-hmm. but, but how much more productive would it be for me to fall asleep asking God to examine my heart, mm-hmm. asking God to show me ways that he worked in my life that day, and asking mm-hmm. God to show me ways that I can improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's putting that Psalms, you know, some of that text that you might read in Psalms every morning, yeah. if you commit to that, of God, you know, examine my heart, O Lord, and yeah. uh, show me if there be and, any wicked way. And praying the scriptures, I mean, that's not on our list, but pray the scriptures to God. They're his words. Yeah, and, yeah, it, he's agreeing with them. They're yeah. his, yeah. So, you know, I mean, that would be a great thing to do. But one of the ways that I like to do that examine, and I, I sometimes I'm really regular at it, and sometimes I really struggle, mm-hmm. But one of the things that's great, I carry with me in my bag everywhere I go is a journal. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I love to journal, um, and, and I wish that I did it more often, and maybe that's a commitment I can make to you and, and whoever's <laughs> listening now is maybe I'm going to do that more intentionally. But I love to journal because one is it helps me to clarify those thoughts as I have them in my head. Yeah. Okay, God, show me. Mm-hmm. Let me reflect on my day. Don't waste it, but let mm-hmm. me reflect on it. And then also it's nice to be able to look back. Yeah. Uh, boy, think about that. If I did that most days and I could mm-hmm. look back at the end of a year mm-hmm. and I could say, okay, how did God work in my life this year? And mm-hmm. I could flip through and what yeah. are the things that God taught me about with my own sin and the way I'm growing up mm-hmm. as I flip through from yeah. beginning to end of the year? Yeah. And there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. And I took, when I did my vacation, I practiced solitude. I was by myself, but also uh, I practiced journaling and I, I practiced a lot of things. And I had a very specific question for God over that vacation, and I, it was nice to to do it for f- four or five days and then read through it at the end of the trip and, and see how God had been speaking to the question every day and how it painted the full picture of what he was saying. And it, it, Yeah, there's a lot of value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, one of the, another one that I don't practice regularly, and it's one of those ones that I like, and I like the thought of it, but mm-hmm. it, it's a harder one, and it's memorization. Oh, yeah. Um, I took a class in seminary on Bible memorization where our final project was to memorize an entire chapter. Um, and I recently had posted, I, I had posted 10 verses of Romans 8 on YouTube back in the day, and I found it, and I was like, wow, I, I want to do that again. Like, that is just, and, and that's one of those moments where it's like, you know, crisis comes, and then I have that scripture that I've memorized from three, four, five, as a kid, you know, and and I can pull it to mind and remind myself when I don't have the scriptures with me, hey, that God is good, that God is for me, that his plans aren't for, you know, it's just good to have that in the bank, you know. Well, and I think there's value in that, too, in memorizing, and and if you're not a great memorizer, at Mm -hmm. least at least being able to paraphrase and get the meaning right. of a chunk of scripture. Um, and here's, here's why that's so critical. There are a lot of smart-sounding wrong people yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, they can speak eloquently and articulately, and they can be convincing, mm-hmm. and they can say things that sound like they should be right. The mm-hmm. Bible talks about that. They've got a, they, they've got a, a hint of truth, right. but they're not true. 
And if we don't know the word well enough, mm-hmm. um, we might know enough to say, well, that sounds like it should be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just fall all in. Right. Um, instead of being able to say, oh, you know what? You know, I get what you're saying, but here's what the Bible tells. Right. And, and, and being able to fall back on the truth of the word. And so yeah. I think knowing the word is um, really, really important. Um, so you got one more on your list. Yeah, and it's, it's one that I have, again, um, during seasons of my life, it's gone mm-hmm. really well and, and been really impactful. And then other times I don't do it as often, but it's fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say fasting, I'm not opposed to fasting from food. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that the idea of fasting is um, something that's transferable to other things other than food. Right. Um, and, and so I have, I remember one time uh, when I was an elder uh, at Bethany and we had an elder group that wanted to be unified before we made a decision. It was a pretty important decision that we were trying to figure out. And we said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a week fasting. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was asked to choose. Yeah. Uh, most people chose that they would spend a week um, with no TV or, um, you know, including things like Netflix or Hulu yeah. or anything like yeah. that, but no, no entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so most of us spent a week that way. Some people chose some other things, but uh, we engaged in this and we came back together at the end of the week. And guess what? What? We weren't together. Mm. So we said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, and we came back at the end of that next week, and, and God had worked us together. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, I, I say that, and then I know like the skeptical people out there will be like, well, then somebody just caved because they were done fasting. <laughs> no, I mean, these were intense positions that we held. This yeah. was, these were big things where people had a lot of skin in the game and, mm-hmm. and felt passionately. And, um, and, and honestly, where we ended up was, was a place where if you'd asked me, humanly speaking, Matt, do you think we'll get there? The answer was absolutely not. Right. But over prayer and fasting Mm -hmm. and people intentionally deciding um, basically to say to God, hey, this is important. We're willing to sacrifice for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, God moved us together. And I think that's the thing for fasting. Some people think it's an exercise in going without. Yeah. It's not an exercise in going without. Fasting is an exercise in demonstrating to God that he is worth it and that this issue is serious to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a matter of, okay, well, I'm not watching TV, so instead of watching TV right now, I'm going to p- go play poker. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, like, I committed God. I'm not going to watch TV. It's TV time. That's no good. So I'm going to go play a video game instead. Yeah. No. It's, this is the time I would normally turn the TV on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this time and I'm going to spend it in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend it in his word and I'm going to spend it growing closer to him mm-hmm. and tuning into the Holy Spirit so I can hear uh, more clearly mm-hmm. from him. And I think that's the deal with fasting. We fast from food. Well, then guess what? Mm-hmm. When you normally would be sitting down to lunch is the time when you sit down to prayer yeah. uh, and you feast on God in mm-hmm. that moment. And um, you know, I, I've known a lot of people that have said, well, fasting doesn't really work for me, but when it's time for lunch, they just keep working. Mm. And, and, and so God isn't in there any more than he ever was. Yeah. Um, it's just they went without. Well, going without is not 
mm-hmm. is not the key. So I think fasting for me is important. I, 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 we've said this many times, but um, the elder retreat last January was our best retreat, our best leadership time, I think, that we've had in my four and a half years here. And that doesn't mean we, everything else was bad. Right. But we fasted seriously and prayed for times leading up to that. We asked the church to fast and pray for us and yeah. with us, and they did. And when we got together, we had those very tense things that was, oh, how is this going to work out? And everybody's mm-hmm. got strong, different positions. And as we started discussing, even at the beginning of that, when people said, yeah. well, where are you at? Here's where we were. Here's where we're at. It was As discussion started, it was like, oh, I just see that in a, in a brand new way that I've never seen it before. Yeah, it was like the tension and it just melted away. Yeah, like the Holy Spirit was just saying, hey, thank you guys for taking this seriously. I got this. Yeah. And so, uh, in fact, we're going to be going on one of those in August. Mm-hmm. The elders um, are going to be heading on a retreat in August, and, and, and we're going to need that same kind of uh, prayer and fasting mm-hmm. from us as individuals and from the church. And so it'll be a good time for the church to practice that discipline yeah and so this is just i mean what eight nine maybe yeah something ten, like that uh, uh spiritual disciplines but um i actually have a book in my office at, that i bought on a retreat at one okay. point uh spiritual disciplines handbook um printed by intervarsity press and um it is full of just all kinds of different spiritual disciplines so if you're somebody and you're like hey yeah hear this no it's awesome um I, do you have any more Oh, sure. Definitely there are more. Uh, a, something as simple as worship. Worship is a spiritual... Sacrificial giving is mm-hmm. a spiritual discipline. Small group. Small group a, going and, and Hospitality. And open your home to people. There yeah. are... Anything, basically, that draws us in deeper into Christian mm-hmm. discipleship can be a spiritual discipline. Yeah. But a discipline isn't something I'm one and done. It's something I yeah. practice and yeah. I continue to get... Yeah involved in. And, and I would say that you, that's, a, that's a good resource for folks. InterVarsity yeah. Press is a great, uh, trustworthy mm-hmm. place. I would also say I've got a book, um, The Life You've Always Wanted mm-hmm. uh, by John Ortberg okay, yeah. uh, is a nice book on spiritual disciplines and uh, a book called Soul Salsa. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a heck of a title. Right. Soul Salsa by Leonard Sweet is another really good book on spiritual discipline. So those would be good ones to check out on top of this spiritual disciplines handbook. Um, and I guess let me remind people here as we get ready to end, Vince. The reason we do spiritual disciplines is not so that we can check it off our list. Or even so, brag. Or Yeah, we're, yeah. so we got, hey, I did spiritual disciplines today. Like, you know... Um, the reason we do spiritual disciplines is not so we can brag, not so we can check it off our list, not so we can be super Christians. Mm-hmm. The reason we do spiritual disciplines is because God loves us like crazy, mm-hmm. and the love of God that is in us should push us forward to wanting to be more and more like Him, and wanting yeah. to please Him, and wanting to grow in Him. He's not saving us because we do spiritual disciplines, but because he has saved us, we should desire to do spiritual disciplines. And it goes back to the thought I had at the beginning. I, I, with, with the very rare exception, mm-hmm. all of the Christians I know say to me, man, I want to be better mm-hmm. as a Christian. I want to grow as a Christian. I want to become more like Jesus. And I would just say this, man, then do it. That's an excellent way to end this. Yeah. Uh, so we thank you guys for joining us, and uh, go do it. <laughs> All right.